Hello, everyone. Welcome to Screen Screen. I'm Viola. In today's show, we're going to be very young because we're going to talk about movies related to teenagers and childhood memories. In the newly released section, we're going to talk about two movies related to teenagers. And in the top 007 section, we're going to talk about movies that are related to our childhood memories. Without further ado. Let's listen to the introduction of the first new movie we're going to talk about today, *American Girl*. During the SARS outbreak of 2003, 13-year-old Fan returns to Taiwan. That's it. The introduction was so short, but *American Girl* won Best New Director, Best New Actor, Best Cinematography, and the Audience Choice at the 58th Golden Horse Award. American Girl got the venture capital of Golden Horse Award in 2018. The director Ran Feng Yi's short film Sisters also won the Audience Choice at the Tokyo International Short Films Festival. The most amazing thing is that American Girl is just director Ran's very first feature film, and she got all support from the famous director Lin Shuyu and director Lin. Was the producer of American Girl. American Girl is adapted from a true story, director Run's story. The theme of the movie is the growth of female self-identity and family love. The story is about a mother who brings her two daughters back to Taiwan, their hometown, from the U.S. because of a cancer, and director Run wanted to look at. The very special scene of Taiwan from women's perspective, and also present the process of how this family finds a way out. I've seen the movie, and I think it's well made, but I don't quite like it. It's because I don't like the story of a girl coming back from the U.S. criticizing everything in Taiwan. And don't get me wrong, it's not because I like Taiwan very much. It's because I hate the educational system in Taiwan. I know it, and I hate when people say that they totally understand what Fan Yi feels in the movie because they also undergo the situation when they were students. The problem is that it's nothing to be proud of, and saying it from an outsider perspective doesn't help at all. As if only those who come back from the U.S. will experience the pain. And everyone who grew up in Taiwan would be able to cope with it. But still, the director managed to present the emotion between four family members in a very subtle way. But you can still feel the strong emotion while you're watching it. I think it's the most enjoyable movie you can watch at the Golden Horse Festival this year. So I recommend you to watch it if you love Taiwanese movie. And next movie about teenagers. It's going to be much happier. Tommy Lemon Soda. A shy schoolgirl meets a laid-back boy with lemon yellow hair. Where the introduction was so short again. What's wrong with the introduction today? But now I understand why the movie is called Honey Lemon Soda. At first, I thought it's only about teenage love. It's sweet and sour at the same time. But now I know. Oh, it's also about the hair color of the boy. That's very interesting. Honey Lemon Soda was adapted from 
the comic of same name. It's also the big screen debut of Raoul, a member of the super idol group Snowman. The group also sang the theme song Hello Hello. The comic book sold over 7.5 million covers in Japan. It started in February 2016 and is still going on right now. And it was selected as the favorite shoujo manga. It means the comic that's loved by the most young woman. And one first place of the comic that readers want to materialize the most in September 2020. And there it is. We have a movie version of it. As I mentioned, Snowman sang the theme song Hello Hello for the movie. And it was watched for more than 20 million times on YouTube. And when I saw this film, all I felt was that, oh, it has been a long time since I watched a teenage love movie last time. The best part of it is that it doesn't only talk about puppy love. It also talks about bully issues at school and something else. Because the stories about the protagonist, the female protagonist, got bullied in junior high. And in order to change herself, she follows the boy she likes to a new senior high. And she realizes that she likes the boy. But at the same time, she overhears people discussing at the classroom about the boy's ex-girlfriend. Wow, love triangle. So you can tell that this movie is sweet, sour, and at the same time, there might be some spice in it, some jealousy. So if you like Japanese movies or young adult movies, or you just want to experience young love just as I do, I recommend you to watch Honey Lemon Soda this weekend. Before we move on to Top 007, let's review what we had from last week. And I have to tell you that the chart this week is totally different, so prepare yourself for it. Top 3 to top 1 from last week were Top 3, Dune and Treat or Trick. There were two top 2 last week as well, Cleave for the Big Red Dog and Sword Art Online Progressive. Top 1, Eternals. Let's listen to what we have for this week. Top 7 to top 4. Top 6, King Reacher. We got future doctors and lawyers, plus a couple tennis stars. Sword Art Online, Progressive. Top 5, Clee for the Big so Red Dog. Red. How big is he gonna get? That depends, doesn't it? On what? On how much you Top 4, you can speak Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. We need to expose Umbrella. Wow, it really is different. And today we're going to talk about Clee for the Big Red Dog. The crew said that their goal this year is to make Clee for the Big Red Dog become the dog that everyone wants to hug the most. Because the director said, many parents might read this book when they were little, and now they're taking their kids to read this book again together. So the crew hopes that more people get to see a different Clifford through the film and more people will be able to know it. What they want to bring the audience is the sweetness between the protagonist and the unconditional love 
people can get from animals. The scriptwriter hopes that the audience can feel this relationship is coming out of the big screen. I have to say, I can feel it just by watching the trailer. Because Clifford the Big Red Dog is so big that you can feel this emotion coming out of the big screen. Clifford the Big Red Dog is adapted from a classic children's book. Wait, when I read this, I was like, really? I've never read that before. So if you have the same feeling as I do, please tell me so that I won't feel bad that I've never read Clifford the Big Red Dog when I was little. It was published in 1963 and has been loved by a lot of families and children around the world. Not me, apparently. The author already passed away in 2014 and he wrote the concept or provided the concept for at least 60 books. That really is a lot. Clifford the Big Red Dog was published in 500 different versions including in the US, New Zealand, Canada, China, India, the UK, and Australia. All the readers love it because Clifford is both loyal and kind. It really is a friend that everybody wants to have. So if you've read Clifford the Big Red Dog when you were little, or you just fall in love with this Big Red Dog when you see the trailer, go watch it this weekend. And now let's listen to top three to top one. Top three, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh, killer replica. A replica of what? Till we meet again. Top two, Enchanto. Why am I the only one that didn't get a gift? You're just as special as anyone else in this band. Top one, Eternals. How long do we have? seven days all right for top three to top one we're going to talk about ghostbusters afterlife i think this movie goes into the childhood memory category because i believe a lot of people watched the cartoon when they were little i personally was one of them i think the most interesting part about ghostbusters afterlife is that the original one was filmed by the father and this time it is filmed by the son how sweet that is, don't you think? Since it's still Ghostbusters, it's still a movie about ghosts, although it's a comedy, there are definitely going to be a lot of ghosts. Besides the zombies that are similar to the ones in Walking Dead, and those hungry green slime that all the audience is familiar with, Oh, but the slime is going to have new characteristics and look, so we can look forward to it. There is also the classic Cerberus, the hell dog. Oh, and the Marshmallow Man, which was super big originally. But in this brand new sequel, it's going to be a super cute mini marshmallow baby. Oh my god, you really want to eat it when you see it. Anyway, it's going to be many ghosts. The director said that there will be not transparent, floating, transparent, and human-like ghosts or monsters in the movie. And those you think are gonna be very scary are actually going to make you laugh. And those you think are going to be funny will give you a fright. 
So watching Ghostbusters Afterlife is going to be an amazing experience. The main theme of this sequel is about finding your own hero potential. Because the director said originally he wanted to film a movie that his father and his daughter can both enjoy. And the Ghostbusters series has always been about outsiders. If you remember the story, you will know that it's about four outsiders who gather together and catch ghosts and become heroes. So once again, this time, the female protagonist, well, the little one, not the mom, she feels that she's not popular. She's kind of isolated at school, but at the same time, she wants to make friends with others. So she's not really very confident until she realizes that she is similar to her grandfather. She's a science genius and she's good at fixing stuff. She starts to feel confident about herself. So I think Ghostbusters Afterlife is not only nostalgic for the audience, but also very inspiring. And I hope you like all the movies I introduced today because that's the end of the show. If you like it, please share it for us. And remember to tune in same time next week at Screen Screen. I'm Viola. See you next week.